Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've got a new sponsor we'd love for you to support, and it's Snooze Mattress and SnoozeSleep.com. Their Snooze Flip is the most universal mattress on the planet because it's designed to fit every body. It's the world's first four-in-one mattress. You can choose soft, firm, cool, or cozy. Flip it to choose your comfort level and then zip it with their reversible and washable temperature-regulated cover. What you want today might not be what your body needs tomorrow. SnooSleep.com mattresses come with a 122-year warranty to back it. And now when you use code DNVR when you visit SnooSleep.com, you'll receive $250 off a mattress and $250 off an adjustable base when using code DNVR. That's your first pitch. Now let's play ball. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Strava CBD coffee will improve the quality of your morning because it's rich in CBD and CBG and will have you feeling as great as I've been since their CBD infused coffee can help with chronic headaches, joint pains, IBS, and so much more. Plus, you get zero coffee jitters if you want four or five cups a day, which has been my style as of late. And right now, you can get 25% off your first purchase when you use code DNVR at Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Patrick Lyons, and on today's show, we have a long, in-depth conversation with Drew Goodman, where we talk about John Gray signing with the Rangers, as well as a couple other moves that the Rockies may have in store, of course, Chris Bryant being one of them. Before we move into the topic of the day, and that is the first lockout, the first work stoppage in 26 years. It's the first time since 1995 that we don't have baseball in its normal capacity. Right now, of course, there are zero games going on, so I can't really say that we're missing out on much, right? No games have been canceled. We are just missing out on the typical hot stove action of rumors, rumblings, trades, signings. There's an article coming up on the dnvr.com on Thursday that you'll be able to read breaking down all the ins and outs of what's going on right now with this lockout. What do the players want? What do the owners want? Why is there an issue? What are they arguing over? It's about $11 billion in annual revenue. And both sides have some interesting ideas that they're bringing to the table to try and balance things and get a little bit more out of the other side or just create even more. One of those things, of course, being expanded playoffs, which we do discuss between Goody and myself in this conversation. If you're listening to this 
on Thursday. We will have a live show today at 2.30 p.m. where we're going to go ahead and break down all the things that are happening right now with baseball with this lockout. You may notice if you go to MLB.com or if you go to Rockies.com right now, go to the rosters page, you're not going to see any images of current players on the 40-man roster. You'll also notice there are no stories about current Colorado Rockies. It's it's one of those weird, strange, wrinkle things that are going on, and I don't know if we're going to miss out on any baseball. It does seem to be that both sides will really start feeling the pressure until a clock starts ticking down. That's something that Goody mentions, is that when there's a clock ticking down, that's really when we're going to start to see some movements from either side. Now, when does that clock start ticking down is really the question. A lot of people think February 1st will be that time because right around the corner is pitchers and catchers reporting. And hey, we want spring training to be normal so that the season is normal and we don't get any further bad press for the game. I might even venture to say that the owners would love to wait until March 1st for that clock to start ticking down because yes, you may be able to have a shorter spring training. Yes. You may be able to push back opening day just a week and make up those missing five or six games, whatever it may be that you're missing out on, but they don't want that. Neither side wants to miss any games, but this is part of a negotiating tactic by MLB to force the players to acquiesce to what the league and the 30 owners want. So expect more of that conversation with Drew Goodman here coming up right now, as well as on the Thursday live show at 2.30, which you can watch on the DNVR Sports channel on YouTube. If not, you can go ahead and wait to get that Friday morning when it drops at 5 a.m. as always. So without further ado, here's our interview with Drew Goodman of AT&T Sportsnet. Joining us today on the DNVR Rockies podcast, as he does every week, you know him, you love him, the voice of the Colorado Rockies on AT&T Sportsnet. Give it up for Mr. Drew Goodman. How's it going today, buddy? Good. Where's the studio audience to, to give the golf clap? Um, you know him? Maybe. Um, you love him? I Listen, it's off season. Nobody's too angry at me just yet. This is true. Yeah. You, you know him, you don't hate him yet. It's <laughs> Drew Goodman. Yeah, All right, well, we'll edit that. Yeah. yeah, we'll edit that. We'll get the canned laughter in. All that jazz going. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? You had a big, big podcast that dropped with Tyler Matzik, but how was the how was the food at the Goodman household? Um, you know what? We had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, I was up in the mountains. Good Thanksgiving. I uh, had a great weekend with my boys. They were all back in town and uh, threw the football around a little bit, as everyone should do on Thanksgiving. So all in all, yes, we get uh, two thumbs up, two thumbs up. And and I'm sure you uh, ate quite a bit and then ran 37 miles on Friday morning. 34, had to take it easy, had to take it easy. So didn't, didn't want to push it. It's a warm-up lap. Yeah, it, no, it, it it was. Again, we, I've got family in town, so you don't want to be too greedy with the 37, so you scale it back just mm-hmm. a little bit. But it was, it was cool that you dropped that episode and conversation you had with Tyler Matzik on Thanksgiving. I thought it was just an amazing conversation and how much that he was able to open up 
particularly about some of his anxiety and his, his current therapy. And it, it was just wonderful to, to hear him talk about that. Besides the fact that, you know, again, he's, he's a hot name right now, having just won the World Series and, you know, leading that, that bullpen. But, but hearing him talk about how he's overcome those struggles, I thought, I thought was really fantastic. Yeah, I, I enjoy all the conversations I have. And I'm not saying that just to, you know, shamelessly, you know, pump, uh, you know, the, the podcast, but there are certain ones that resonate more than others naturally. And, and I'm with you. Um, and I knew he'd be good when we chatted uh, in the dugout uh, a couple of months ago when the, when the Braves were in town and he's a really, you know, thoughtful guy. And, and as you heard Patrick and, and those of you that um, have listened to the podcast, he's really, he doesn't shy away from what he went through. He embraces what he went through. He wants to share that story because he wants to, you know, to help others. And it's not like he lives in fear of, oh my goodness, it, you know, it could happen again. It's right around the corner. You don't get that feeling at all. And just uh, on numerous topics, he's a, he's a bright guy. Um, he's a guy that, you know, Patrick, you know, when you, you talk to somebody and you walk away and you go, you're in a better mood, they just, they, they kind of lift you up a little bit. I, I think he has some of those qualities. I really do. And then from afar, watching his performance in the World Series, um, repeated performances um, in the postseason over the last two years for the Braves, you know, he's he's kind of Josh Hader-ish, isn't he? Oh, very, very dominant. Teams would would love to have him on the roster. And as you said, you know, he is he's backing it up as far as being comfortable talking about it. He even joined Twitter, which is not something you do if you're not comfortable with with putting yourself out there. And so that that's really great that he he's embracing that. I love him talking about his relationship with Daniel Bard. There's a reference for of about Michael McHenry in there. So it, all the more reason to to listen to the Drew Goodman podcast from last week. Yeah, I mean, there's a name from the past, but you know, for those of for those of us that that cover the Rockies on a day to day basis, um, Patrick, like you do, Mike McHenry, well, not a star player. I mean, he was a, a role player, a backup catcher, and he kicked around baseball for a long time. But um, great, great guy, and again, smart guy, and a guy that uh, just in talking, not only on uh, camera, if you will, it was not camera, but, you know, on the podcast with, with Tyler about McHenry, um, talking with him off, uh, as I said, you know, off mic, if you will, uh, Mike McHenry had a lot to do with the, the recovery, if you will, of, of Tyler, uh, and, and him overcoming the yips. So yeah, Mike, Mike McHenry got, got, uh, the big shout out, but deservedly so. A couple cool references to to yeah. hear again his his role. That's why you know when 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 you hear the phrase clubhouse guy bandied about, you go ah oh, yeah whatever. But you see you begin to see kind of in an instance like this what the right people can do for others that are around them, similar to a, a Daniel Bard type. Um, I, you have to have the requisite talent to win, um, but but you have to have some glue guys. You really do. You have to have some glue guys. I think every team does it uh, uh, or has it that that is successful. And sometimes uh, to fans, they may be surprised at who those guys are. 
you know, a, a prominent glue guy that I think fans realize, certainly they do in Washington. And I think good Rockies fans realize it as well as a guy uh, like Gerardo Parra, who was a fourth outfielder. In fact, when Washington won it all, he was really more of a fifth outfielder. But he was, without question, uh, in many ways, the leader of the Washington Nationals. And he was a huge part of how the Rockies took the field every day and, and had kind of a, you know, a, a joy to their game and were able to get up for those Tuesday night affairs against the Pittsburgh Pirates as opposed to mailing it in. So, yeah, um, teams have teams that win have those guys and they're not necessarily the superstar. So true. I, I final thing that I'll mention for this interview, because it's every once in a while, you'll, you'll have one. It's becoming more frequently, Drew, your, your interviews are becoming more and more that I need to replay it. I need to listen to them back twice. And it was Tyler talking about running into Walt Weiss, you know, at when Atlanta goes and, and signs Matt sick, kind of bumping into Walt Weiss and Walt saying, this, who's this guy? Like, can't this can't be the same. Can't be the same Tyler Matzik. How great was that story? That was hilarious. I mean, it was, it was great, you know, and it is what, and, and the thing that I'm thinking in my head, the way my idiotic brain works is like, his name's not like Phil Smith where you can go, okay, well, you know, there's another Phil Smith. I mean, Tyler Matzik, I, I haven't run into a lot of Tyler Matziks in my 58 years traveling the earth. I mean, it's not that common a name, right? And now this week, I know you've got uh, another hot story going on in the world of Colorado sports, Nico Medved head coach of the CSU Rams basketball club. Yeah, they are, they returned virtually everyone from last year. Uh, they were a bubble team going to the NCAAs. They won 20 games last year. Uh, they were the proverbial like first team out, unfortunately. And then they had a nice run in the NIT. They ended up going to Madison Square Garden. They were a Final Four team uh, in the NIT. They're unbeaten as we speak right now. And um, they're, they're really good. And they have two guys... And these aren't these aren't my words. These are uh, words from respected coaches. One being Tad Boyle, Isaiah Stevens, a point guard, and David Roddy, who's a, a versatile forward, could play for any school in America. They're that good. And um, and Nico's a great guy, man. He he's one of those guys, just like Tad Boyle, um, that if you had a kid, Patrick, or or you and I were talented and younger we would want to play for, for these guys. Nico's that way. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy that conversation uh, as well. That's this week. We talk a lot of baseball. I, I, before that, I'm going to talk a lot of baseball naturally uh, before we get into things with, uh, with Nico. And I'm glad you mentioned David Roddy because I think it's official. We've, we've dropped a new DNVR Rams shirt for David Roddy. So Head on over to dnvrlocker.com to check that out. Got to love being able to, to support these college athletes. We, we had a deal with the McBride brothers. Those guys, too, if you're talking about CSU sports, I mean, a lot of buzz about being a first-round tight end this year. He's he's risen, talking about Trey. Trey. And his brothers, you know, had a great career, an injury play career, but a great career as a defensive, uh, primarily as a defensive end, uh, you know, defense, played with some three technique also. But um, Trey McBride has skyrocketed Todd McShay, who everybody knows at ESPN has him going in the first round now has him as the first tight end off the board. And th this kid's just a, you know, a friggin' stud. And I, you know, 
CSU had a miserable year overall, very disappointing, a lot of uh, a lot of things to be upset about up there, understandably. But um, and, and I know because I catch some of your some of your guys work, um, you know, if you're a Rams fan, catch catch those DNVR podcasts on CSU. But Trey McBride, outstanding uh, player. And David Roddy, who you mentioned, is an absolute stud as well. In fact, David Roddy looks like a tight end also, right? Yeah, you, you like those comps. I mean, it, it fits perfectly for an Antonio Gates kind of guy, if you remember him back in the day. Yeah. Good college basketball player, uh, tight end with the Chargers. So we, we appreciate that that shout-out for DNVR, Rams, all our great coverage. We've got watch parties, like you said. New David Roddy t-shirt just dropped. Check it out at the dnvrlocker.com. If you want to subscribe to the dnvr.com, it's 50 cents for your first month. Annual membership gets you a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com. Go down to the bar in the corner of Colfax in York. You get a much bigger beer. You can watch all of the games with the sound on. Drink specials every day from 3 to 6. Happy hour with appetizer discounts. We got a members only Discord so you can reach out to the host, all your favorite personalities. Don't have to deal with politics, all that stuff. It's fantastic. Make sure you join the DNVR.com. You know we've got Breckenridge Brewery on tap, Avalanche Ale, Strawberry Sky, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. We also have them as our official seltzer. That's right. It's good company hard seltzer. And now there's a percentage of their profits that they are donating to National Parks Conservation Association this year to help prevent forest fires. So you're giving back when you go to King Supers and Costco and get a 15-can sampler of Breckenridge Brewery's Good Company Hard Seltzer. It is the holiday season, and you, if you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer, well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee that you'll win this year's stocking stuffer or even white elephant competition. It's called the Performance Package, and inside, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Liquid Formulations, as well as two free gifts. Be the ballsiest gift giver this holiday season with Manscaped by using code DNVR for free shipping and 20% off with code DNVR. Got some Rockies news, of course. Really, the, the biggest thing that, that came out, we weren't sure if John Gray would be returning would not, but he signs a four-year, $56 million deal with the Texas Rangers, and I figure it's a good time to share some of our, our favorite John Gray memories and, and ask you, is his 16-game, 16K strikeout performance at Coors Field in 2016 against the Padres the best pitch game you've ever called? Um, interesting question. I think from a game score standpoint, Bill James' game score, because of the number of strikeouts, the low hit total, um, you know, it may be, I, I will always defer to the no hitter thrown by Ubaldo Jimenez because uh, as we sit here and chat, it's the only no hitter in Rockies history and Ubaldo that year in the first three, four months of 2010, every time he took the baseball, you were thinking he may flirt with one. He was that dominant. He was the best pitcher in the sport. Um, in the first half of 2010, which for Colorado Rocky, <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't make sense what I just said. So I will always defer to Ubaldo, his performance in Atlanta, though he walked six and had to pitch the last three or four innings out of the stretch and other games um, in that time frame. Uh, 
I just was, I had, I had such excitement. I can't tell you. And Jeff Houston felt the same way. George Frazier felt the same way. Uh, when, when you were going to the ballpark and you Baldo was throwing that night, I mean, you couldn't wait to get there. And that's not to be dismissive of some of the performances John has had. And that performance that you referenced was a great one. No question. So it's, it's right up there, but I, I would always defer, as I said, to the, the no, no, that Ubaldo twirled at Turner Field. Definitely for Coors Field, that has to be up there. At least for Rockies pitchers, we won't count Hideo Nomo's no-hitter again at Coors Field before well, the most, Rockies guy. Yeah, the most dominant game that I've ever, you know, had the, uh, you know, pleasure of calling. It wasn't pleasurable from a Rocky standpoint, but from a base, baseball purist standpoint was Clayton Kershaw's no-hitter against, against the Rockies in, what was that, 2015? I mean, that was the that was as dominant a performance as you'll ever see. It really was. It wasn't any hard hit balls. Obviously he struck out a ton of guys. And I mean, he was, he was at his very, very best. In fact, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Clayton Kershaw right now, all the great games he's throwing, if somebody were to ask him, what's the best game you've ever thrown? I would think he'd probably say that game against the Rockies. You'd have to think that. Yeah. So with John Grace, Rocky's career over for now. You never know if he, if he ends back up kind of like Ubaldo did uh, sign that minor league deal back in 2020. But, you know, where does he rank? Do you think in franchise history, I would put him in that group of Ubaldo, Aaron cook and Jorge De La Rosa, as far as, you know, being, uh, you know, your Mount Rushmore, I guess, in the starting rotation over the course of a player's career. I think he's in that group. I don't know if you've got any inklings as to, you know, where he would be. Well, I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, I, I think, you know, John, John had a lot of good moments and, and, um, and, and John, you know, had some, some dominant outings, I think. And I, I'm a big fan of John's. I really like him personally. And I think John uh, continued to grow, not only in his, at his craft, but also, you know, from an emotional standpoint, from a mental toughness standpoint, I think he's really grown, uh, you know, through the years and his ability to pitch at Coors Field, his embracing of Coors Field, uh, you know, puts him among the top, you know, five or six, I think, you know, in Rocky's history. And we always know it's going to be a challenge um, you know, so if you're mentioned up there, you've really done some good things over a period of time in the most difficult pitching environment in the history of the game. Yeah, right now for 2022, if we'll see if anything happens this this offseason, but we got Peter Lambert, Ryan Feltner, Ryan Rawlison as those guys that might compete for the fifth spot. Do you think they're going to, you know, add somebody else just to compete or might it be someone just straight up that is, is probably going to be you know, more, more penned into the rotation rather than penciled in at this point. Well, I hope so. Um, whether that comes via a, a trade, which would probably be more likely than a free agent signing because anybody of, of note, you know, we've run this line that I'm about to utter many, many times. If, if there's a free agent that has uh, multiple offers, the likelihood is he ain't coming to Colorado. We know that. And if he doesn't have multiple offers, now you're you're hoping you're you're getting some sort of bounce back because of poor performance or injury or that sort of thing, and there's no other suitors, which means you know is there you know is there a possibility to trade for 
you know, a pitcher that you could pencil into your rotation because they're now short. And, and I don't know what Peter Lambert becomes. I don't know what Ryan Rollison becomes. And quite frankly, neither do the Rockies. I mean, Peter Lambert is coming off Tommy John. Uh, you know, we saw him a couple of years ago, and I know he appeared twice late last year. I don't know who he is. I, I like his makeup. You know, I, I think his stuff is is solid. It's There's nothing outstanding about his stuff. And I'm not beating him up. I just, I don't know. I don't think you can, listen, you know who Kyle Freeland is, right? Even though he's he's kind of, you know, rode a roller coaster at times. You know who, what kind of competitor he is. And you know when he's, when he's on, he can be really dominant. He's had some outstanding runs. He's had some great, great years particularly 2018, obviously. We know who Herman is. We're seeing Antonio Senzatella really keep getting better. Um, Austin Gomber, I thought first year full-time starter in the big leagues, albeit he had a little bit of, uh, you know, in, you know, some injury, but, you know, you know that he's going to be pretty solid. And, and that's why with John Gray, you had five good ones. And you need a lot more than that because pitchers get hurt. Uh, you just don't know when it comes to Lambert. Rollison's never thrown a pitch above AAA. And, you know, last year he, he dealt with an appendectomy. You're pitching in a tough environment in Albuquerque. His numbers weren't great down there. They were good in Hartford. Um, so, yeah, he was a number one. And you hope that he, you know, can, can be a solid contributor. So, yeah, in a perfect world, if you're trying to win right now, which the Rockies have stated they are, uh, because of those other four guys in the rotation now, you, you'd want somebody else that's done it and had success in a perfect world. Now, how you get that player is more difficult always for the Rockies because the free agent guy typically is not running here. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge for for Colorado and an unfair advantage or not unfair advantage. Unfair disadvantage, of course, you know, with with dealing with altitude and all all the reasons that you just said. But yeah, those four guys in the rotation right now offer a lot of stability. And yeah, we don't know the future of the young guys, but it, it if you need that fifth starter spot, you you need to definitely add a lot more depth. And you know, we saw last offseason with the minor league deals, and and Rockies actually did sign a couple of players on on minor league contracts. On Tuesday, guys, I don't know that we'll see in the majors, but they they re-signed Max George and Brailing Eusebio. They also tendered contracts to all seven of their arbitration eligible players this time last year. Um, David Dahl, Tony Walters were were non-tendered, and there was another interesting player that I, I think you may have had a chance to come across is is J.D. Hammer. He signed a minor league deal. I think he might compete for a, a bullpen spot next year. It was a twenty fourth round pick. Back in, I want to say 2016, went over to Philadelphia in that that Pat Neshek deal, and and so he's got a little bit of major league experience. He's a Colorado kid, went to school up in in the Fort Collins area, and 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 could be uh, someone interesting, you know, for next year. So the Rockies staying active this offseason so far. Got a good name, got a good name for pitcher, right? Got a good name if he's a pitcher with a good breaking ball. Bring in as many arms as you can. And hopefully, especially when, you, when it comes to a bullpen, that, that somebody uh, pans out. Uh, so from th those are low, low risk um, type of signings. And you really don't pay much attention to them unless you're, you know, someone like yourself who's, you know, doing a daily podcast or someone like myself who, who obviously follows the Rockies on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, 
but you hope that, you know, next June or July, or maybe sooner than that, you're talking about one of those guys. And now you tell their story and say, yeah, you know, he kicked around the Rockies and then Philadelphia and finally got a full-time opportunity here. And it looks good because that's the story of a lot of relievers um, typically. So uh, th those are all, you know, good, solid, low risk moves. Good, good depth piece. Definitely something you, you love to see for, for the Rockies to make one of those kind of transactions. Like you said, pays off a little bit down the line in the future. So it's a, it's a good investment and a good investment for you in your time and effort is working for Ball Aerospace and Technology. They, they are one of those companies out there trying to do what they can for the world by practicing diversity and inclusion, which they've been doing for years. They've got a culture of belonging that's actually been noticed by the Human Rights Campaign. They've, they've got a corporate equality index score of 100% by the human rights campaign. So objectively, your background, whatever it may be, it's not going to prevent you from being successful. Right now, they're looking for people who have technical and mechanical skills to help them manufacture aluminum cans and bottles in their plant down in Golden. So you have a beautiful commute into work, that's for sure. They've been doing this for a long time. It's why they're an iconic brand. They're doing big things at Ball. And they want you to be a part of something bigger than yourself as well. So text GOLDEN to 77222 and you'll get linked to open positions. Or you can go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has an offer every football fan needs to jump in on. New customers can bet just $1 on either NFL team to score. And when they do, you win $100 in free bets. It's that easy and rewarding. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. You combine multiple bets from the same game, and you get an even bigger payout. So the more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Not always true of some of these other folks that have their hat in the ring, but it is true for DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR, and new customers can bet just $1.00 on either NFL team to score. And if they do, you win $100 in free bets. That's promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. The folks at Green Mountain Dental Group deserve to take some credit for those smiling Colorado sports fans around town, especially those of our DNVR listeners who've switched to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist. If you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you're going to receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Rocky's also in the news right now for kicking the tires on big free agent Chris Bryant. That's, that's an exciting one that we saw John Heyman tweet out about that on Tuesday. Where does Chris Bryant fit in? I mean, I think he fits in on all 30 teams in some capacity when when you're a talent of his caliber, but where do you see him fitting in on the Rockies roster? Well, I mean, he'd fit in a lot of places on the Rockies roster. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, Chris Bryant is a guy that, you know, most notably has played third base, but we've seen him at all three outfield spots. I mean, in Chicago, he would, he would run out in, in right field some, I think left field some, but, you know, we saw him in center field with San Francisco Giants. Uh, he obviously can cross the diamond and play first. Uh, Chris Bryant is a really good athlete, clearly. Um, he runs really well. A lot of people don't realize that. Chris Bryant runs very well. 
Um, you know, he's a former MVP, all, all of those things. So, you know, you, you get excited reading about it. But listen, it's like I said earlier, um, on numerous podcasts of my own and with you, Patrick, when you have guys like Kyle Schwarber, who I like a lot, uh, Nick Castellanos, Chris Bryant, uh, this is a great, great, great free agent class. And we've already seen, you know, tremendous movement, and a lot of big dollars already handed out, which is interesting, you know, and aside with the CBA, uh, you know, trying to be renegotiated right now. But you're going to have a lot of guys that you're competing with, a lot of teams you're competing with. And so the Rockies like Chris Bryant. Yeah, a lot of teams like Chris Bryant. Now you got to go win. And I, and I would say in addition to that is, they have to win a couple of these. It, it can't just be, listen, if they got Chris Bryant by himself, great. You know, if we're going to sit here and dream and hope for big things, because the Rockies need to address their offense in a large way, make no mistake, you need a couple of those. You know, you need, you need Bryant and Schwarber. Now that, that moves the needle, but you got to start with one and you can't finish second. You know, Texas has gone out and said, we're not going to finish second. And they've signed some big, big names. Even the Mets, Steve Cohen has maybe the deepest pockets in baseball. And he probably overpaid for Max Scherzer. But he said, I ain't losing it out. I'm making sure I get Max Scherzer. And for the Rockies, who are not looked upon right now in the baseball industry as a contender, if you're Chris Bryant, who is tasted – you know, champagne as the last one standing. And I think he's been in the big league seven years and he's been to the postseason six times. He wants to win. All good players want to win. They know they're going to get paid. They're, they, they know they're already wealthy and going to be that much more wealthy. So you may have to overpay for slightly, not dramatically, but to, to get the ball rolling in the right direction. That very well could be the case. You know, his 162 game average over the last three seasons has him at 30 home runs right there on the nose. So that does provide obviously that pop they've been talking about adding this off season. And really with an OPS plus over those three years of 122, that really could equate to 40 home runs at Coors Field. And it is a good bat right in the middle of the lineup to pair with CJ Crone to give even more lineup protection to Brendan Rodgers, maybe Connor Joe at the top of the lineup, whoever it may be. So, yeah. And and as you said, this is – we talked about it in the, in the first segment too. You're not just getting the statistics. You're getting a guy in the clubhouse who's used to winning and knows how to win and is, is going to bring that, that pedigree over into the clubhouse, into the dugout, and that can certainly get contagious and, and, and help spark some things going forward. Yes, you, you need, you're at a crossroads. You like your rotation. The Rockies are on record. Billy Schmidt's on record as saying he really likes the rotation and believes they can win now. It's not one of these things where, well, we really like our young minor leaguers, which is a fact. They do. Um, the, 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 the wave currently in AAA is, is not a well thought of by and large. I mean, there's some pieces there, but the lower minor leagues, single A and high A, and some of the kids that are coming from Latin America really get you excited. 
but they're you know two, three, four years away, and you believe that you have the pitching nucleus, which has been the toughest thing, as we all know, for the Rockies to you know to make that kind of statement. So they they're trying to win now. If you're trying to win now, you don't have the bats to do it, and they know that. It's not like they're looking blindly at this and they're not assessing it accurately. They're on record as saying that. So you have to go out and win in a very competitive free agent world. And you can't finish second. You know, you can't say, yeah, well, we were in on Chris Bryant and we were in on Kyle Schwarber and we were in on this guy and we lost out. You have to find a way um, to win to improve that offense dramatically. And I, and, I would, and I would say this, I, I would add this really quickly, Patrick, that statement on improving the offense goes back not just to 2021, which we just witnessed, and the truncated season of 2020, it goes back to 2019. And really, even though they were, they were very good in 2018, you saw signs of where their offense was that the numbers were, were masked, if you will, by the largesse of what Coors Field can produce. And they've needed to address that for a while. And this is when they had Nolan at third and Story at short. So now you don't have Nolan, you don't have Trevor, uh, you know, yeah, you, you've upgraded at first, CJ Cron. So long-winded again, but they've got, they've got to come through with, in my mind, a couple of a couple of bats yeah a couple of those bats as you mentioned Schwarber Soler Castellanos no real rumblings about any of those guys so far except Castellanos is looking for seven or eight years I think he wants he wants too many years it seems like yeah I mean, that's good good for him if he can go get it but from a Rocky standpoint um that, that's, that's most teams I think most teams most, right because he's a little older too he's 30 yeah he's 30 plus and that that one that one's tougher, and I'm I'm whether it's Nick Castellanos or anyone else, I would really really be cautious if I'm an owner of a team uh, doling out these really long contracts. I'd rather I'd rather pay the higher AAV in a real short term thing. So if it doesn't work, even though the for a couple of years it may be onerous, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel where you get out from underneath it, as opposed to wow you know, the, the performance declined precipitously and we have another five years of this guy at 30 million a year um, for look at the Yankees and their inactivity. Even the Yankees are being judicious in, in what they're spending. So then you, you take a mid market team like the Rockies and, and it, it that's why that's one of the, listen with the pandemic and that's why they moved Nolan. It, that the at the end of the day, the main reason is they, they signed him and, you probably needed to save money and not probably. And they did. And they got, they took $150 million off their, their future books. Finances are, are what's going on right now with, especially with, with the work stoppage, right? We're recording this on Wednesday. And so Thursday will, will, will be the day where we find out, will there be a work stoppage? Won't there be, but there's $11 billion at stake, right? Between MLB the Players Association, a lot of finances going around, a lot of interesting proposals too within that CBA. And I, I know you've, you've probably looked at, at some of them as far as you know, the big one really that's been on the table has been expanding the postseason to 14 teams. And so 
Kind of curious what you think. Is that too many? Is that just right? We do know expansions coming around the corner at some point. So 14 out of 32 teams is probably a good sweet spot right now. It's only 30. Just curious if, if any of those new proposals that have kind of been kicked around by both sides, do they seem intriguing? Do they seem interesting? 14, I, I, do, I am for expansion of the postseason uh, and, and the playoff field. I think it keeps more teams in it. And I know we always go back to the, the baseball purists, you know, that it's going to devalue to some degree uh, the marathon of 162 and, and earning your way in. Well, you have to change with the times. And, and I also think there are so many teams that on June 15th are ostensibly out of it. So what are you giving their fan base? There has to be a carrot. And I've always looked upon at times the cynical playoff scenarios in, in basketball and hockey in that you can be decidedly mediocre in, and make the postseason. I do think there should be an expansion in baseball. Is 14 the right number? 14 is not is, is almost half the field if you have 30 teams. I think baseball within a few years, Patrick, you and I will be talking about two more teams. So it'll be 32 in all. And so 14 out of 32 is not, it's not half. <laughs> Clearly it's more 12 probably is a, a great number. I do think you should reward the team that, that comes in first. Maybe if you go to 12, you reward the first two with, with first round buys. So uh, I, I like that it's being floated. I would like an expansion overall. And, and if it's, I'll say this in summation, if it, it's 10 right now, I would like to see 12 with 30 teams as we currently have. If it is 14, I'd rather see that than stay with the status quo. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The, the proposal is, yeah, the first round, the first place team, best record in the league would get a bye with 14 teams. And so then you've got seeds two through seven battling out those six teams. And there's an idea that maybe they could have like a selection style show where, all right, if you have the second or third best record, you get to choose who your opponent is. I know that was something that was floated, I believe, during the pandemic season of 2020. But it sounds strange to to give teams the opportunity to say, hey, I want to play you guys. That might Patrick, come back I and bite them. But it could be exciting. I, I'm with you, man. And I, I like that. And it, it's almost we're, we're in a, a, a more than ever a trash talk sports <laughs> universe, right? Yeah. We do it in social media. Fans do it. Players often do it. How cool would that be? Baseball, which I think has been really unsexy, looked upon that way, for, especially from the younger generation. If you go, hey, let's check out the, the Major League Baseball selection show. And there's the, you know, maybe it's the players. The, you know, the, the team captain rolls out. It's Freddie Freeman and Ozzie Albies on a, you know, on a stage and say, you know, we've conferred and, uh, We've come to the conclusion we want the Mets in the first round, right? And and so now you have that great all New York's like, oh right, you want us, that kind of thing. And and uh, I think I think it'd be great. I think it'd be great. Yeah. So I, I'm 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 all for that. I, I like that idea, and uh, I think it's really forward thinking. I think it's it's got some innovation to it. I think it's got. Um, it's got some cachet with, with trying to lure in a, a new group of fans where 
in, in a good way. There's like, we're going to, we're going to create some rivalries. All right. You're calling us out, bring it. Right. It's like, it, it's a, it's a larger version of when, you know, Patrick, you're hitting in front of me and they walk you to get to me. I'm like, okay, you want me? Good. Let's go. It's on. Right. Yeah. It, it would create a lot of interest. It, it, it would be so exciting to have something like that where, where, where you pick the teams and, you know, it's forward thinking. And I, I don't love this idea because I want teams. Hey, if you make the postseason, you get to host games, but with the pandemic last year, it really got me thinking that maybe baseball could benefit from somewhere where maybe it's just the first round, but something with a neutral site now. Cause again, I, I don't love the idea, but the thing that I think baseball misses out on, and it's just the, the nature of it they're, they never seem to be prime time. You know, the Super Bowl has two weeks of buildup. And you look at all the, the late night talk shows, Jimmy Fallon, they've got correspondents going down talking with players, and it's just a buildup. And so the best players and the best teams get that spotlight. And I don't, that's not really true for baseball. And it would be nice if there was a way for something like that to happen. And so a neutral site could be a way to, to somehow get that done. I don't know that that will, will ever be accepted, but it's one of those ideas that exists out there where it would just be wonderful for the, the players that are in the World Series to be on a late night talk show or even just the guys in the postseason in that, that first wild card round to get a lot more attention for who they are, the personalities, and give a much better spotlight to the game nationally and, and, and socially and, uh, and, and in, in the glitz and glamour of, of entertainment because baseball and pro sports, it's entertainment. Yeah, I, I think it's trending in that direction. I think there um, certainly players on their own have taken a social media and, and are, are making use of that platform. I don't know. I, I, don't, I can't imagine it ever getting to the, the space of where the Super Bowl is. It's one game. It's the ultimate game. Um, it's one performance. There's great buildup. Uh, there's, you know, a tremendous following to, to football. Um, in, in this country. And I, and I understand that, um, baseball is still, unless you get to a game seven, there's always tomorrow, you know, there, there still is a lot of inaction, uh, within the game, which, um, I, I don't, uh, it, it's an acquired taste. It's a, it's, we, we love the game. It's a great game. It's an unbelievable game. It's a cerebral game. It can be a very exciting game. It can be an emotional game. Uh, but it is also an acquired taste where I think somebody with football, they, they can gravitate to it, you know, in, in quicker fashion, perhaps. Um, I, I do think that baseball is really trying to make strides in that regard to, to get it more front and center and to present their, their stars and their personalities. And, and that will continue and have to continue um, you know, moving forward to continue to grow the sport and the popularity. How about this? And again, it's, it's, it's unorthodox. It's not traditional. What if there was a break between game six and game seven? So now that the day after, Hey, we are going to game seven. So-and-so just came from behind. They were down three, one, it's three, three. We're going to a game seven and there the players can, can have that spotlight shine on them. So there's, there's a day of press almost in between. I know we, we want to get it done and we don't want to kind of kill the momentum, but maybe we can build momentum in other pockets of, of the sports fandom to make people take notice where they wouldn't exactly because 
they they just heard that there's a game seven and it's you know an yeah hour first I mean yeah maybe perhaps but I I think that that my my first you know brush at answering that uh, my, my would be that you know 30 years ago we got to get the word out for those that may have missed it there's a game seven well in today's day and age I know what happened in Bolivia eight seconds ago right so for those that have any interest at all they're gonna know oh wow the you know the, the you know the Astros came from behind and forced a game seven it's tomorrow night it's seven o'clock eastern you know and and make sure you tune in I don't I don't know if you need with all of the avenues of information that that everybody has at their disposal I don't know if you need you know an additional 24 hours to get the word out I mean if if, if people don't know at that point in time they're living under a rock somewhere so MLB and the Players Association need to come together on on an agreement it's frustrating right now you know it, it's it's kind of a bad look for the support, but you know, at what at what point do you think these negotiations and, and lack of agreements, where where does it start to look bad? Is it really just hey, missing regular season games? Is it missing spring training or, or parts of spring training? When 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 can it get, you know, troublesome for the sport where people say, Oh, baseball, ah, if, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna avoid them. Patrick, if you and I are sitting down to do our, our, our weekly get together on your podcast on DNBR and it's February 1st, now I'm concerned. Now I'm concerned. Up until then, there's concern because you and I um, and our brethren within the industry, we live it every single day. And so you're like, but it's, it's not a big deal right now. They're going to get beat up you know, and praying a little bit, you know, millionaires and billionaires and that theme, and they can't split up a 10, $11 billion uh, a year industry and how, how, you know, the players will probably take some heat. Really? You're hurting that much. Like, you know, I just read in the last week where guys signed a 43 million a year deal and Max Scherzer, uh, you know, uh, shortstop just got three, you know, Seager got, what was it? 325 or 315, whatever the hell it was with Texas, who was a hundred lost team, you know, Texas spent over half a billion dollars. How much is, how much are you hurting? I get it. They're trying to raise um, the bar for the younger players. Um, those are the select few that actually really get to free agency. Most, most players don't. I understand what the, what the issues are. Um, the, when you, when you get concerned, is if there's a potential for missed spring training time. Um, and then, then you're going to take a real big black eye. If this thing doesn't get done till January 10th, you know, there'll be an occasional piece that some baseball people will read uh, fans and they'll be like, come on, man, you've had all this time. But I also think that people are savvy enough to understand you don't reveal your best hand until there's a clock ticking. Neither side wants to miss any sort of games or any sort of spring training. They understand it would be bad for both sides. And ultimately, if it's bad for both sides, they're going to hurt themselves down the road. I, I, I think there's enough sobriety in the room and an intellect in the room that that's not going to occur. Um, so I don't really, really worry about it until it would be deep into January. And hopefully it never gets close to that.
That's definitely, that's definitely what we're, we're all hoping for sure. You know, I don't, you know, back in 94 going into that season, both sides were, were not big fans of each other. And, you know, they haven't come out publicly either side about, you know, how much displeasure they may have in the other side, but I don't get the sense that it's that contentious between MLB and the players association. I don't know if you recall back to that 94 season, you're going into the year when the, when the players had the strike before the, the lockout and that, and that work stoppage, obviously a much different situation. We lost the entire 94 world series. So that, that has to be a, a positive thing at least right now is, is both sides don't seem to hate each other's guts. <laughs> uh, no, I think there's, I'm not in the room, but from, from things I've read and gleaned that there, you know, there's, there's respect for each side and, and how they're going about their business. And you have some, some tough, hardcore seasoned attorneys leading the negotiations. And that's what takes place between ownership and unions um, historically. And the baseball union, the baseball players association has always been looked upon as the strongest union of the major sports. They felt like they lost, however you want to determine what losing was in, in 2016. And they're trying to move the needle, you know, a little bit back in their direction. They also understand what, whatever their lofty goals are, they're, they're not going to reach all of them, but if, if they're here and they want to be here, if they can get to here, ultimately they're going to be pleased. And I think the owners know that they have to give in, in certain areas and the return that they're going to get is probably an expanded playoff field, which means, you know, more revenue. Um, they're going to, uh, there's, there's areas where they're going to gain, uh, you know, as well, but they also know that they have to give and, um, you know, how much is, is what determines, you know, ultimately a deal and, and how they, they come to that resolution. Well, I'm feeling pretty cozy right now and, and, and warm from all the, the free agent frenzy that we had leading up to this. So hopefully that can keep us warm going forward uh, while, while we kind of wait to see what, what happens between these two sides. I mean, it, it was, you have to admit, it was fun. All these guys signing within less yeah. than a week. That was exciting. It, Patrick, it was exciting. And, and I know you and I look at it uh, as do most of your listeners and, and my listeners we want to see the Rockies make moves because we want to see the Rockies get better. And, you know, they've, they've done a, a solid job of keeping their own. They were very aggressive in keeping CJ Crone, who could have walked out the door. Uh, you know, Elias Diaz. I like that signing. Shasin back for a year. So they're, they're doing a good job internally. The John Gray uh, one was, was one you, they'd probably like to have back. I'm sure. And now it's about getting better. And they need to get better, as we discussed not only earlier in this podcast, but on many other occasions. Um, you know, I'm just parroting what, what Billy Schmidt, I think, accurately said. We need a couple of bats. And so we've seen a lot of teams that, you know, the Mets and the Rangers be really aggressive and some teams that uh, that haven't, that have seemingly just lost players like the Dodgers, shockingly, uh, you know, at least right now stand on the sideline. And one thing we haven't talked about is that if there's a work stoppage, 
you know, there won't be any free agent signings. And if it, let's say it doesn't get resolved until February 1st, well, spring training basically starts two weeks later, right? That means there's going to be a two week frenzy and you better put your best offer up front because if you play too many games with it, you may lose out because, you know, a player and their represent representation uh, they're saying, well, listen, this seems like a really great deal. Boom. You go start packing your bags and you know where spring training is. Uh, so it, it's going to be uh, as competitive as it is out there in the free agent world for all of these front offices. Um, it'll be that much more so on the other side of the resolution of the CBA. And, and, for, and again, for the Rockies, you, you got it. You got to find a way to win a couple of these. And for what it's worth, last time this happened in, in 95 after the work stoppage, turned around and signed Larry Walker. That worked out pretty good. That one worked out really well. And, and also led the Rockies to their first in year three playoff appearance. There you go. That, we'll, we'll use that to, to keep the, the fire warm as, as a bit of kindling. Goody, this was, this was great. Again, Nico Medved on the podcast. That's dropping today. If you're listening to this, you can go over to the Drew Goodman podcast. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow morning. We're, what is it? Wednesday? today, or, or no, today. It's Thursday. Excuse me. My bad. It is today. Yes. Yeah. that's the, we're, we're knocking down the fourth wall and letting you guys know how we do this thing. I mean, I don't know if people think that we're up at 3 a.m. in the morning, you know, recording this for it to go up at 5 a.m. But yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Just a little bit. That's why I, I sometimes don't know what day of the week it is because I'm always thinking no, in I, advance. You, you don't do know this, Patrick, but I get up and I, I run down to York Street. I grab the um, <laughs> it's a little uh, it's, a, it's a black box. And then I run over to uh, I started iTunes. Uh, they're located off of uh, Colfax uh, as well. And I just run over there and I start there and then I make my way to the other places. One gets their podcast. So I'm, I, I am up at 3 a.m. There you go. You got it. Well, well, they're hot off the press. This this podcast is going to be hot off the press as well, just like the Drew Goodman podcast. Goody, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, what do you say? Do this next week? What do you think? Uh, let's let's do it next week, man. We and and it's like a ball game, Patrick. When we sit down and watch a game, right? I pop the headsets on. You got your 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 uh, computer laptop open. We never know what we're going to see. Well, the next several days, we don't know what we're going to see in the uh, in the world of baseball, and uh, and it'll be fun. We'll we'll be here to, to talk about it. Exciting, scary. There's emotions. It's baseball. We love it. It's baseball. We love it. So for uh, Drew Goodman at Drew Goodman forty two, I'm on Twitter at Patrick D Lines, and of course, all of our great Rockies coverage at DNVR underscore Rockies. For DNVR Sports, he's Drew Goodman. I'm Patrick Lyons. Thanks for tuning in to the DNVR Rockies podcast. The folks at Green Mountain Dental Group deserve to take some credit for the smiling Colorado sports fans around town, especially those of our DNVR listeners who've switched to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist. If you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you're going to receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver.